Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Flow Racing is the new home of NASCAR Roots Racing. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. See NASCAR legends, past, present, and future battle it out in dirt late models, sprint cars, and more at your favorite tracks every week. Find your next favorite driver by going to flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we get ready for what will be the syncing up of playoff rounds this coming weekend in Texas. The NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs are going to begin this weekend. The NASCAR Cup Series round of 12 begins this weekend. So both Xfinity and Cup are synced up. Trucks are obviously off with the schedule the way it is for them. So it's all playoff chat coming in this weekend. With the Cup Series, 
resetting of matters. Chase Elliott, or number one seed, Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney. They're the eight that are above the cut line starting this weekend in Texas. The four on the outside looking in. Chase Briscoe out by four. Alex Bowman out by six, along with Daniel Suarez, who's also out by six. And then Austin Sendrick out by seven. Those are the 12. That'll run for the NASCAR Cup Series round of 12 this coming weekend. But we say hello to the NASCAR Xfinity Series and their playoff opportunities this weekend. Here's a look at that playoff grid as we get set to go. Noah Gregson is being reseeded as the number one seed. Six wins already this year. Ty Gibbs is number two. He's got five wins. He's right behind Noah starting in that second position. Justin Allgaier is going to start the playoffs third. He's 28 points above the cut. A.J. Allmendinger is fourth. He's 27 above. Then you get down to Josh Berry, who is seated in the fifth position of 12. He is 17 points to the good. Then you got Austin Hill in sixth. He is 11 points in. Brandon Jones is reseated seventh. He is five points in. And starting in a tie on the cutoff line is Jeremy Clements, who will get the nod in eighth. Sam Mayer is tied with Jeremy Although Clements beat him on the tiebreaker, Sam Mayer will start basically at that playoff cutoff line. And then Daniel Hemrick is 10th. He is two points out. Riley Herbst is 11th. He's three points out. And then Ryan Sieg starts 12th. And in the final playoff position, four points below the cutoff line heading into the Andes Frozen Custard 300 at Texas. On Tuesday, it was NASCAR Xfinity Series Media Playoffs Day. We had a chance to visit with all of the playoff drivers. I was not there. Kim Kuhn was. And we're going to take you to a couple of interviews. We'll let you hear from a couple of people that we think will be factors here. Let's start with the driver that I mentioned a moment ago that has six wins and will start as the number one seed. Noah Gregson comes into the race at Texas this weekend looking for his fourth consecutive win. This number nine car in the Xfinity Series has been on fire. And we look for that to continue. We also look for this to be maybe like a Noah Gregson, Ty Gibbs head-to-head matchup in this playoff run. Let's take you back to Tuesday. This is our Kim Kuhn, as she sat down with Noah Gregson at NASCAR Xfinity Series Media Playoff Days. You are reseeded in the first position when we look at the playoff grid. Do you consider yourself the championship favorite? Uh, I don't know. I don't really care about that kind of stuff. I let other people talk and just try to do the best job I can and have the results talk for themselves. And the results you've had this season, six wins. If you don't win the championship, do you can still consider it a successful season? Um, I mean, as a champion in NASCAR right now in this area, this era, the same as what has been in the past, right? Um, I think race wins are so valuable, in my opinion. Um, if you get have a 10, 12 race one season, I think those are far succeed anything else. So, um, I mean, you can go all year and all career and never win a race and then be a champion uh, and run good in one race. So, I mean, the goal is to win the championship, but... Uh, there's so many variables against you that uh, I think it's almost more challenging just to make it to Phoenix um, and be one of those final four guys, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, I would like to get to 
to Phoenix and, and have that opportunity to race for a championship, yeah. You've won the last three straight as we head into the playoffs. How much – some people like the word momentum, but just kind of energy do you guys have as you start your championship run? Um, I think we got, like, a good routine going uh, throughout the week on how we prepare and, and how we focus and have fun. I like having fun and <laughs> enjoying it. And I feel like that's how I can perform my best is, like, when I can – have fun so uh yeah definitely preparing through the week and then once you get to the racetrack it's it's all about fun for me um so yeah i think we got a lot of momentum going into the playoffs and it shows that you have fun you're a driver who is not afraid to show their personality how has that allowed you to connect better and maybe differently than other drivers with fans uh i just try and be myself uh, i guess i you know, it's it's so cool seeing the fans uh, at the racetrack because I, I I'm a fan too of the sport. I'm a I you know used to like diecast cars or I guess I still get diecast cars sometimes. But um, you know, just I remember my first autograph from Casey Kane uh, back in 2013 in Vegas uh, in the Cup race, and uh, it's back before I was really racing anything and I uh, just remember that moment and that feeling and if I could you know just take time to talk to anybody in uh, you know a couple minutes uh, I know that definitely made me a fan of of Casey and um, you know I appreciate everyone's support when I see someone wearing a t-shirt and or they get a die cast and stuff like that's like the coolest thing ever to me so um, it's pretty badass when they uh, they're all cheering for you and stuff it's cool you have one of the more unique celebrations. You climb the fence, and the whole team just gets in on it. Was that something that just happened naturally, or you know, is that something you had actually thought about? Like, this is going to be how I'm going to celebrate. No, we just do whatever we want. I mean, we're the winners. <laughs> you know, it sucks when you're pulling down pit road and you're watching someone else do a burnout. So. Um, yeah, when we win, we like to have fun. You never know when your last win's going to be. And you got to always treat it like it's your first and it's your last because it, it could be your last. So um, I like to soak it all in, live it up, do big-ass burnouts, climb the fence, put on a show for the fans. I, I love doing all that stuff. And um, it's super cool to be able to, uh, to have the fans cheering you on, you know. Uh, there's been so many fans at the racetrack, and uh, it's just – really special when you win a race and you get to celebrate. JRM has been a force this season. What do you attribute that to? The fact that every single week we are talking about your organization. Well, they I think they looked at uh, the speeds of Xfinity Internet and they're like, man, we, we want our cars to be as fast as Xfinity Internet this year. And they have been. <laughs> you like that? I like that. That's pretty good. Uh, I think everyone, you know, we just got good people. We really do. We have great leadership, um, starting with with Kelly and uh, LW, Dale, and it really trickles down. And we just have a great group of men and women at, at Junior Motorsports that really have fun and enjoy it. And they got their dogs at the race shop, and they're walking on the shop floor. It's like a bunch of guys going late model racing. But at the Xfinity Series stage, um, we're not too buttoned up. We're, 
We just like to enjoy ourselves and beat to our own drums. Part of that team is your crew chief, Luke Lambert, and you guys are, are very close. The friendship you have with him away from the racetrack, how does that contribute to the success you guys have found together? Um, yeah, I think we got a lot of things in common. I think, you know, <laughs> the first night, like, we really hung out. We had a little moonshine, and it was nighttime, and we went out in his backyard and started racing pit bikes against each other <laughs> and the dark and <laughs> we were throwing elbows at each other and kicking each other and we were side by side and <laughs> like two 14 year olds that are stepbrothers like it's literally like Dale and Brendan off the stepbrothers with us two uh, <laughs> uh, it's just uh, you know a lot of fun with him and uh, he's like a big brother to me benefit of having all four JRM cars in the championship and then maybe what is the challenge to that as well um I don't think there's really any challenges we all want to push each other to be better and push each other to win races for the organization um, we got 12 of them this year and I'm just excited as excited to see the other guys win races as as we're excited to see ourselves win, and um, when you can hang a banner and kick all the other teams' asses, um, it feels really good. So as long as JRM cars are winning, um, I think we're all happy. Seven races decide the champion. Which ones are you excited about, and are there any that you're nervous about? No, I want to win Homestead, though. I want to win the Homestead so bad. Why? Um, because... It's just a cool track and just running right up against the fence and like I'd say I'm like okay at running up against the wall at these those places and Homestead I'm okay at it and um, kind of fast so yeah it's just uh, super cool it's like making a hole in one. Justin Allgaier he wants to go to Homestead too he can't wait till we go to Homestead <laughs> he is saying uh but yeah, it. Uh, I don't even remember the question. I want to win Homestead though. You make the jump to the Cup Series. I next got season. such bad ADD. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. You make the jump to the Cup Series next year. Is that on your mind at all, or do you wait and think about that until this season and the championship run is completely done? Yeah, I'm just focused on Xfinity. I still got to race six more Cup races this year um, out of the seven left. So. We got what we got, and um, yeah, we're going to try our best at it. And finally, you're known for your elaborate celebrations of race wins. Have you thought about what you would do if you won the championship? Yeah, going to Vegas with Justin Algar, and we're going to play blackjack, and we're getting hammered. <laughs> Does Justin agree to that? <laughs> yeah, he, he we play blackjack all the time in Vegas, um, and like really all of us – Sam doesn't go. Yeah, he does. Uh, he has to watch from, like, far away. But Josh and myself and Justin, we all play blackjack in Vegas. So if one of us wins the championship, we're all going, and we're throwing, it, we're throwing like, 20 bucks on double zero, and hopefully we win a lot <laughs> in the roulette table. Perfect. And we're, get, we're smoking cigars, and we're getting hammered. <laughs> hmm. Vegas, blackjack, and getting hammered. Sounds like an everyday occurrence in Las Vegas, but hey, 
Let Noah celebrate. If he's able to, he will have definitely earned that. Now, our next interview, if this driver is to win the championship, he's going to have a lot of work to do in order to do it. And we're speaking of the defending Xfinity Series champion. That's that's Daniel Hemrick driving for Colleg Racing. And it's been an uphill climb all year, but he is the reigning champion. And we wanted to share his thoughts with you about his expectations and the 2022 Xfinity Series playoffs from his perspective. You guys could not catch a break during the regular season. How do you reset, refocus, and put that behind you? Quite honestly, the format does it for you. I mean, it gives uh, gives you a fresh a fresh start, a clean slate. Um, really gives your entire organization and particular particularly us in eleven car. Um, you know, just a chance to get our heads above you know above the ground and be able to. Just be able to see what's down the road. Um, when you start having a regular season, go in the direction that began to go for us, probably race four, five, six, somewhere in there of the regular season, it's it's hard to ever feel like you can ever make it up. Um, but this format, if you can get to the point where you can make it to the playoffs, your chances become as good as anybody's. And obviously, being fortunate enough to be a part of this playoff system, my previous three full-time experience series seasons where I ran full-time and be able to get to this point kind of point my way into phoenix and obviously having it work out the best way it could last year um i think that's a little bit of motivation even for my team this year is they saw how i was able to do it last year they know we have the parts and pieces and resources obviously yeah we gotta we all want our race cars to be better and, we, and i want them to do certain things and so on and so forth but at the end of the day it can be done and that's a that's a very exciting time this time of year so does this feel similar to what you were doing last year to win a championship not exactly um, in the sense of the regular season obviously wasn't great for me either last year, but we just had more raw speed and, and uh, you know, won a lot of stages, led a lot of laps. Did the things you typically have to do to, um, if you're not going to win, at least point your way in. Um, so we haven't necessarily had those strengths to fall back on as we start these playoffs here. But in the grand scheme of things, I think looking at my TJ, teammate A.J. Omenieger and the way he's been able to maximize his days and finish two to three spots better than his average running position and actual speed rank. But we have the same parts and pieces. We just got to go execute and, and and perform to the best of our days that day. And uh, we're capable of making a charge no no different than him winning the regular season for the second year. It can be done. And um, hey, I'm up for the challenge. Why not? So what has been your strength this year? Um, I think just being able to just stay within myself. Um, you know, I think mentally, as you go through a season and a rough patch, like we have majority of the regular season, it's easy to get down. And I've, yes, I for sure have got down on myself, but there's no truer saying right after you win a championship, like like I was fortunate enough to do last year, people always say, oh, they can't take it from you. Well, I promise you on those downest of days this year, I walk upstairs with my little girl and there's a championship trophy sitting there and like, hey, you can do this, you have done this, and it can be done again. Um, so just being able to show back up to work no different than i did prior to even last year just put the work in and show up again if you don't show up it's not going to happen i'll keep showing up this team's ready to show up and that's all we're going to do does knowing how you won the championship last year just putting it all on the line in the last race maybe alleviate some of the frustrations that you've had this season with you know bad luck or inconsistencies uh yes in a way i mean i feel like you know it's that's an incredible feeling to be able to get to phoenix and knowing that nothing else matters. The interesting part about that race in particular, if you get to that point, is you literally don't see another car on the racetrack. Like, you don't see another car on the racetrack. 
except for the, the goal inside of the other three guys you got to beat that night. You know, obviously, as a playoff start here, um, some of the inconsistencies and things we didn't do great as a group, I would like to think that we've learned from a lot of those things. Um, I want to replicate that feeling. I want to be able to experience that again at Phoenix. I've been fortunate enough to have that shot three times. And um, I don't know, the truth of the matter is, I signed on here at College Grace and I have that opportunity. Um, like I said, we know we're capable of doing it. We just got to learn from what we've done in the past and try to be better. As the playoff standings have been restacked and reseeded, when we start in Texas, you're below the cutoff line, but at the same time, you're the defending champion. So do you consider yourself a favorite or an underdog? Where are you in that spectrum? Uh, I think we should not, from the outside looking in, I don't think people will think we can make it to Phoenix. I'm okay with that. I didn't think I'd win last year either. I'm okay with that too. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, again, when I look at the runs you can go on any playoff format, whether it's college football or, or college basketball or whatever it is you're a fan of, there's a different there's a different feel in the atmosphere of playoffs. And you've got to have your best weeks, those consecutive weeks in a row, and have your best night when it matters most. Um, I know we have not had that in regular season, but I know we do have that within us somewhere. So I don't mind those guys that have led all the laps and won all the stages and won all the races. It's fine. There's also that pivotal moment throughout every playoff that I've ever been a part of where guys who have these big leads, they are eliminated within one move, one bad spot. Um, and immediately that's blood in the water. I love that intensity of having to rise that occasion and that's what this format offers and look forward to hopefully mainly prevail. A couple of weeks ago, there was some personnel switching and flipping with yep. you and teammate Len DeCastle, uh, crew chiefs included. So you got Jason Trencherry. Now that the playoffs are starting, Landon's not in it. Do things change again? What does that look like over the course of these seven races? Or do you just kind of stick to the change that was made and, and go for it? First off, that was great pronunciation of Jason's name. That was phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. Because um, that's probably only the second time I've ever heard it pronounced <laughs> correctly, so great job. Um, but no, so uh, I've said this, and just kind of giving you the, kind of the fly-on-the-wall perspective of the change. You know, a lot of organizations have their separate teams, and those teams, for instance, if it was colleague, the 10, the 11, the 16, all have their own identity. Crew chiefs go a separate, uh, different direction with parts and pieces and how they go about the race car and how they set it up. That is not at all the colleague way a lot of all of our cars are pushed on the surface plate with three individuals that set up every car they all get the same parts pieces and I bring that up because I think it's an integral part of of the switch that you alluded to you know Jason was our simulator guy like every driver went and worked with Jason specifically at every simulator session so all of us have worked with Jason um, so it's not like a foreign process that I'm now being or my, even Landon was being presented to now being with my old crew chief Alex um, all of our cars and our people work so closely together, it's more or less we were looking for something to make the in-race stuff be just different, different results, right? You talked about inconsistency, we wanted to figure out what we were missing, if, you know, if my terminology of what my car is doing, if Jason's thought process in the middle of the race, because really that's what we're limited to, right? It's, it's moving the track bar, moving the wedge, or changing air pressure, that's it. Mm -hmm. And if Jason's terminology of what I'm saying can help us yield a spot or two better every weekend and vice versa for Landon, then great. Um, but I don't think you're going to see a huge swing of direction. Our process hasn't changed. Just the amount of people I'm speaking to in the race has changed. So we're all going to continue to lean on each other, um, continue with the change that we've made, and, and have faith in the process. And I talked to Alex and Jason last weekend, and they spoke to that kind of fluidity and the fact that it's really just a single team that has three cars and three drivers. Yep. How do you feel like the communication has been from – or between you and Jason now that he's on top of the box? 
Yeah, I think the communication has been great. Um, you know, Jason was leading, like I said, a lot of our simulation in the past, so you had fairly regular communication with him as well. There's a little things of, you know, what particular format I want on my laptop to prep me for the weekends and certain notes and things that, you know, I actually brought to Alex, you know, things that I feel like helped me succeed throughout a weekend, uh, throughout a week prepping for a weekend that we had to get on the same page with, but it was, you know, literally a five-minute conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. You know, simple. Um, you know, that communication has been great. Um, you know, last week in Bristol, we lost power steering. The week before that, rain delayed at Kansas, so we really haven't got a full weekend together. Um, why not have the first full weekend be a good one at Texas? There were a lot of questions before last year's championship on kind of what kind of driver you were. Like, we saw the perseverance, but we were looking for the results. Yep. Do you feel like what you did in last year's championship race kind of silenced some naysayers? Yeah, I thought my crew chief, Dave, said it best last year, right? Cross the start-finish line and says you'll never have to answer that question again. Yes. That I think as as my competitors, if we get in that situation again, they know what I'm willing to do. They know the, the, the length I'm willing to go in order to, to get us forward to whatever's next. Um, yeah, it was good to have that opportunity, good to excel in that, in that situation. And, yeah, something I'm proud of. And, and um, I don't know, I think it kind of speaks for itself. Have you – practiced the backflip since then i uh i've done a couple backflips this year okay so yeah. you're, you're still limber so with that when you're in victory lane yes uh, here an, in one another, of the next seven races you can still do it another another year older but yes i can still get up and, and rotate it enough to to pull it off so it's interesting you ask that though because a lot of people say do you practice it or whatnot my practice is doing it flat on the ground it's not doing off the car so get yeah. on the car and do it, it's easy it'd be a great problem to have to figure out though i can promise you that can and then finally what's fun about the playoffs for you i think like I said, I, I, I'm a college basketball fan growing up, watching March Madness. Um, my wife, being a pretty big college football fan, being from Oklahoma and, and what that means for those folks and something about that atmosphere. And, you know, in 20, what was it, 16, we went to a playoff format within all three national series. I don't know. It, it brings a different feel like I was talking about earlier. So just being able to have that implemented into our sport, having the fans attached to that, and to be just right in the thick of, of never knowing if you're in or out, like you don't have a choice. You have to show up. You have to perform. You have to be your best. And that's something I've been thankful to have the opportunity to do a couple times. Awesome. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. I love the playoff atmosphere as well, man. It is an awesome time of year. We wish Daniel the best in trying to go back-to-back in championships in the Xfinity Series. We wish our best to Noah the entire 12-driver playoff slate going into the Xfinity Series Playoffs, and we'll look forward to covering all of their storylines and all of their ups and downs over the course of the next seven races. The Performance Racing Network will have the call this weekend at Texas. We will then pick matters up the following weekend at Talladega. So with all this being said, let's talk odds right now, and we'll talk odds for the Cup Series race Sunday, the 500 miles that will await the NASCAR Cup Series. And those odds... Well, they're brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Please bet responsibly. Trey, what do you have for us? Well, Mike, it's going to be a very interesting round of 12. Entering these playoffs, there were four first-timers uh, entering the 16-driver field for the first time and five former champions. After the first round, two former champions are gone and all four first-timers advance. So definitely playoffs are shaping up to be crazier than ever. The favorites this weekend... 
It's not a non-playoff driver like have won the first three races of this 10-race stretch. Denny Hamlin is the favorite, according to Vegas. He is plus 600 or 6-1. to Right behind him is a driver who has emerged as a sneaky title pick and probably was the best out of all the playoff drivers in round one. That's Christopher Bell. He's plus 650 to win at Texas. And then right behind those two is the driver who won in the playoffs last year at Texas, Kyle Larson, at 7-1. to For my pick, though, I'm going with a playoff driver, but I'm going with the only playoff driver who has not yet won a race in 2022, Ryan Blaney. Well, he technically did win a race, I guess, and it was at this track, Texas Motor Speedway, the all-star race back in May, and I said going into that race that Blaney always shows speed at Texas. He was just never able to seal the deal and get to victory lane there, uh, sport that cowboy hat in victory lane. He won there held up his window net, won twice in the all-star race, and I think he does it again, and I think we set a record and get our 20th different winner of 2022. He is at 10-1. My long shot this weekend, long shots keep hitting. Alex Bowman, he's my long shot. He is 20-1. to He's shown speed on mile-and-a-half tracks. He was fast at Kansas. He won earlier this year at Vegas, and as you mentioned, Mike, he's below the cut line entering this round of 12. He surprised some people by advancing, and uh, that team looks like they're riding the ship a little bit as we get into the playoffs. And at this rate, this playoffs kind of looks like a survive and advance type of deal, but maybe we'll see our first winner lock themselves in to the round of eight this weekend at Texas. I'm going with Blaney at 10 to one, but Bowman at twice as big odds is also worth looking at at 20 to one. Interesting. Going with Blaney without crew chief, Jonathan Hassler. He was penalized four races suspended by NASCAR. They lost a wheel at Bristol and two crew members along with that old prediction there. We'll see how it all plays out this weekend at Texas motor speedway, that 500 miler awaiting us there. We will chat with you again on NASCAR Live Tuesday and again with NASCAR Live wide open again here next Thursday. Of course, NASCAR Live race day back with you one week from Sunday as we get ready for the Yellowwood 500 at Talladega Super Speedway. Can't wait to get to Texas to see how all this shakes out. We'll chat with you about it next week on our family of shows here at MRN. But until then, for producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Enjoy what's going to be a very hot Texas weekend temperature-wise and probably temperament-wise as well. I'm the back man. Again, for producer Trey and everybody at MRN, we thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you again next week on NASCAR Live Tuesday and NASCAR Live Wide Open next Thursday right here on the Motor Racing Network. Until then, enjoy and so long, everyone. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? 
Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 